And welcome back to Strikes Our Fancy, where we talked about anything uh, in regards to what's striking our fancy that particular week. Uh, my name is Caleb, and it's uh, my first or second time introducing the show because I complained <laughs> a lot to uh, to Craig. Uh, so, I said, you think it's so easy, you do it. And oh. it was extremely easy. And with me tonight, I have... Hi, I am Rob, perpetually number two. <laughs> uh, and I'm Craig. And I got I got strong feelings tonight. I'm I'm chomping at the bit to go. Uh, apparently, we're talking tonight about crowdsourcing, Kickstarter, the whole shebang. Yeah. And uh, Craig read some news that got his panties in a bunch today. So uh, <laughs> what's what's going on? Oh, it's not it's not it's not that bad. But uh, I, yeah, I want to talk about crowdfunding and crowdsourcing as a whole because I've talked a little bit in the past about an author I enjoy, Brandon Sanderson, mm-hmm. and. He's a pretty well-known, like, well-established fantasy sci-fi writer. And he, I think a week ago, as the time of recording, has broken every record on Kickstarter. Because he, during the pandemic, secretly wrote four books that he wasn't telling anyone about. (laughs) He didn't tell his publishers about them. He just, yeah, he wrote four novels for the fun of it. And because he suddenly had more time because he couldn't travel. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so and and yeah. I mean, he did he did a fun reveal video and like it was an interesting process. But he, he he's taking those four novels and what he's what he's doing is he's offering them on on Kickstarter as a year subscription to his fans. You you buy the subscription, you will get the four books, but then in the in between months, you'll also get fandom merch from his other stories. It's only for a year. You get this subscription box like stuff, and then also you get these four books. When are they being okay. published? So next year, 2023. This whole thing will start in 2023. So it's kind of like um, they might be Giants secret fan, fan club. Yeah. He's taking this this work that he's done and he's turning it into this other thing, mm-hmm. which on its face is cool. Like, I like that. That's, a, that's an interesting idea. What bugs me is that he did it on Kickstarter. So he set an original goal of a million dollars to do this. Yeah. In the first hour, I think he was at three million. In the first, ten, in the first 10 hours, I think he was at like 15 million. And again, as time of recording, the Kickstarter after about a week is at $30 million. Wow. And so he broke the first hour record. He broke the first 24-hour record. He has broken the highest of value, like, overall record. Like, he's just making mm-hmm. money hand over fist on this. Which, on its face, that's what Kickstarter is supposed to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but what bugs me is that we have someone who's, like, established in their industry. We have someone who is well-known for doing this and can do it through like the traditional means. And so part of me feels like that goes against what Kickstarter is supposed to be for. Uh, okay. Not to be pedantic about it, but should we call it crowdsourcing as opposed to well, Kickstarter? I mean, in this particular case, yeah. it is Kickstarter. Yeah. Like okay. he, he did it on Kickstarter, but yeah, mm-hmm. crowdsourcing as a whole. He, he, he put out a video saying like, I want to do this thing outside of my publisher. Well, but on the other hand, yeah, he has his regular publishing, but he wants to do something that in in the literature industry is unusual. Yeah. So I think that's exactly what Kickstarter is for. Have somebody who knows that they can do this, mm-hmm. but they don't know necessarily that there's a market for it. The Not best way that. to figure out if there's a market is to try to sell something, yeah. but you can't. You know, if he sold that, if he sold that subscription, just came out and sold it, yeah. and not enough people bought it, 
then he's going to have to release the books and the people who bought the subscription. Well, sorry. Hmm. But you can't expect like an independent author to buck the system like he's doing. Like it, it probably has to start with him. You know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you'd have to have a you have to have a pretty good fan base yeah. or a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that that's the part that bugs me a little bit is that he's using this platform that has I think typically tried to be minimal recognition friendly. Like you have an idea, but like you just don't have the the star power or you don't have the the resources to make it happen. Ask people to invest in you, and I feel like this is something that Brandon Sanderson could have just done on his own. He has the name recognition. People mm-hmm. know he's a reputable writer, writer. People like what he's done. Why did he need to do it on Kickstarter? Why is this any different well, from him just like doing it on his website, though? Right. Again, for that model, the model is completely unproven. Yeah. So for it to make sense as even something he can offer, there has to be a critical mass. Mm. What Kickstarter lets him do in this case is say, okay, if I make a million dollars, if I have a enough people buy this that I get a million dollars. Right. That's worth it for me to not release these as regular books. But if he had done it on his website, if he was just selling this subscription, one, he might not have made that amount of money. Right. Because there are people who, if it's Kickstarter, they're going to buy it because they want to make sure it happens. Okay, that's a fascinating idea. Because I was I was going to mention this and I'm going to steal that segue. Okay, <laughs> there is no legal guarantee that you get what you order from Kickstarter. Even if the money is raised, that person who took that money, who's selling that thing, they can just walk away. And I don't think Brandon Sanderson will do that because he'd he'd be burning his own fan base. Right. But th- that's the thing. Using Kickstarter gives him the legal leeway to not deliver. Versus if he did it on his own, he would have to deliver because he sold a product. Right now he's selling a dream. He's like, he's getting pledges. Mm-hmm. It's not a transaction in the legal sense that people gave him money and they get it. They are receiving a good or service. They're receiving intention to, to deliver later. And so that's, I think part yeah. of the part that bugs me as well. Is that like, he's kind I feel like there is just this weird gray area that he's hiding in. But you said yourself that if he doesn't deliver, he's going to lose a lot of his fans. Right. Mm-hmm. I would feel more perturbed or worried if it was just some random guy like i'm gonna deliver four books over the course of a year (laughs) trust me but okay but that that doesn't change the fact of what that doesn't affect what he is doing though true like any any unknown person can put a thing up on kickstarter and ask for money and they have to sell themselves and and get that get that that interest and people pledging so I, I feel like that's like a that's it's an unrelated point. So it sounds to me like what you're saying is he shouldn't do this because he has the star power to sell this on his own. But also it's not okay for him to do this because if anyone else did it, they could just run off. I'm what what bothers me is that he is stealing potential revenue not stealing. He's he's taking like attention away from other creators potentially. Because, you know, if you've spent X amount of money on Kickstarter and you, and you see something else that you really like or want, are you going to be like, oh, I'm going to spend more money or is it, oh, I've already kind of spent what I want to spend via Kickstarter already? How much are the pledges? I mean, there, there's a wide range. And mm-hmm. that's that's a whole that's, other conversation. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that would happen. I, I think it's just the opposite. Yeah. Because, again, this is – I don't want to say this has never been done because it probably has. Yeah, subscription boxes are nothing new. Well, right. But I mean specifically for writing. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So this this is actually probably creating a new way for smaller uh, writers to get their work out there to hmm. start building up a fan base to say, hey, I, I've released you know so many books or whatever, but let's do this subscription model. Interesting. Because so he's paving the way. Yeah. Because so, again, if if a yeah. smaller novelist came along and and tried to do this. Hmm. Who would take that seriously? Because yeah. exactly like you said, well, you could just take the money and run. Yeah, well, yeah. And I don't think, like I said, I don't think Sanderson's going to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I also think it feels a little disingenuous to say he's paving the way because he has fully admitted that, like, he has he has his own company. He has his own editing company that consists of, like, 30 to 40 people. Mm-hmm. And they spent months prepping for this campaign. They created well, materials. They, they did graphic design. Like, they made YouTube videos. Right, like, but every... Pretty much every Kickstarter that succeeds has a team yeah. that is dedicated to doing that. Right. You know, except for the very smallest of the small. But any million, I'd say probably every $500,000 or more Kickstarter has a team mm-hmm. that's getting paid. Not necessarily, you know, in, in employee of the person running the Kickstarter, but as a contractor, at least. I will say that, like, this whole thing... In a way, it probably is unfair. Maybe he is diverting money from smaller creators to his own pocket. But also, I think he is bringing some light to like, oh, I I didn't know Kickstarter was a thing or I didn't know people would do this on Kickstarter. What other things are on Kickstarter? Maybe this will kickstart people to look more (laughs) on the website about what are some other things happening here that I could maybe help out. that That is dangerous. Oh. There's a lot of stuff that <laughs> goes nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a danger, too. Like, Brandon Sanderson, obviously, he has no reason to not deliver what he's promising. Right. Whereas and these smaller people, things flitter away, you know? Yeah, like, they, sometimes you don't know. I mean, you, you don't know the intricacies of delivering a product yeah. until you get the money and realize, oh, this isn't enough. And and to to Sanderson's credit, the announcement video, he literally, he pulls out all four manuscripts. It was, it's, it's actually a pretty funny video. He's like, I've been lying to you guys. I've been, bi- I did a thing over the pandemic that I didn't tell any of you about. And like, he pulls out a manuscript and slaps it on the desk. He's like, I wrote a book. And then he keeps doing that throughout the video. And he's like, and I wrote another book. And he, so he does that four times. <laughs> I have to watch that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Are uh, these related to Wheel of Time or anything? Or are these his own original? They, they're in his Cosmere. Like, to, well, okay. I think three of the four are in his Cosmere and one's not. He And he has. He's talked about like how they tie in or how they don't and, and kind of what genres they fall into. But the reason I brought it up is, Rob, to your point that like so many Kickstarters don't go anywhere. I think that, to his credit, is a reason it's going somewhere. Is like he's claiming, at the very least, that he's done with the books. Mm-hmm. Hey, these are done. When we're going to sell them, we just it's how we sell them. <laughs> Right, yeah, a lot of a, a lot of crowdfunding uh, is like that. Where oh, we have this kind of half finished, and yeah. if we get enough money, we can do it full time and finish it by April. Eh, well, by March, <laughs> uh, September, <laughs> and and then they stop pushing updates to their their yeah. like community page on Kickstarter. Well, yeah, or <laughs> uh, silent. Even worse, uh, it's. 15 years later, and Star Citizen is still in development. (laughs) Yeah. How much money have you given that? Or is that something we can't reveal? No, that's fine. I think... (laughs) And to be be honest, I I will not give them another dime. 
but I have spent like 350 bucks on Whoa. on a game that doesn't exist. <laughs> on the promise. So the promise. I I kickstarted Star Citizen in the original Kickstarter. Oh I wow. Pledged I think eighty dollars. Yeah. And I fully believe that I've gotten eighty dollars of entertainment yeah. out of the story. <laughs> yeah. Not even not even playing it yourself. Yeah. Just like I, I haven't played since the the first demo where you could get in a ship. And I altogether I might have played the game for an hour and a half. <laughs> but you got eighty dollars worth. Oh and that yeah, was the point. Absolutely. Like, I don't this has been a thrilling song. <laughs> I don't feel like you've ever mentioned that before. We should play sometime. Well, the problem is every time there's an update, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And then it's like three hours of downloading <laughs> and patching. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It comes out with all these updates, obviously. Why isn't there just a game? Like, it seems like there's a game already. It's like, what's what is stopping it going the, further? The scope. Yeah. Like, they they are dreaming so big. There is a game there. Like, mm-hmm. right now, like, there are mechanics and yeah. you can fly around a solar system. Like, there's a game there. But but it's nowhere near what they promised. Right. They, they promised so much. Yeah. And how um, long has this been going on? Think, think about... Uh, did you hear about No Man's Sky? Yeah. Okay. It is... They promised way more than No Man's Sky did. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, 12 years? Wasn't 20, 2020... Or 2012 that I think the Kickstarter went? Or was it 2015? Uh, I don't remember when, they, when it originally Kickstarter. But like, it's been a decade, yeah. roughly. Since, since this whole thing started, and they still haven't made a game. And you're not mad about this? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Well, it's, been, so, it, it's healed. Yeah. I'm mad for different reasons. That's not okay. I, I, I wanted to stick to crowd crowdfunding in general because Star Citizen is its own weird thing where, like, they started pulling in pledges on, on their own. So, like, they mm-hmm. have gotten into some legal trouble. Like, they had to change some terminology in, in different countries as to what a person is buying when right. they buy. And so so there's some protection for the consumer there versus something like Kickstarter where it's like, well, I'm going to give this money. And they raised the amount they said they needed. So the thing is happening and they took my money and now they can just ghost me. about the crowdsourcing model there's a a cell phone company called unihertz and they make small batch really niche market phones um the the newest one is called the titan pocket and they're not paying for this i just i think it's a cool (laughs) phone um it's it's like a tiny little blackberry almost but ruggedized Hmm. um and it's got like the keyboard and a crappy uh a, a crappy camera and this thing would never in a million years sell commercially. But they said, okay, well, however many people buy them, that's how many we're going to make. Yeah. So people who want a cell phone with a keyboard, they can do that. Yeah. And they have a, cu- they have a couple of other like just really weird off-the-wall types of phones that there's somebody who wants that type of phone, yeah. but it's not for everybody. Is and, that what you miss, Rob? Keyboards on your phone? Oh, I hate tapping on glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think that's a prime example of of where crowdsourcing can succeed. This is something niche. We don't really have a wide market um, persona. I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is. It's not necessarily mainstream appeal. We need Mm -hmm. to figure out if this is something that we can even make if there's enough interest for it. I think that's a totally valid way to use Kickstarter. Right. And and this is, I was diving into this a little bit today, and I I didn't know if we, we wanted to get too much into it, but Kickstarter itself, that company that hosts all these Kickstarters, they are a, it's not, it's a, it's like a for benefit company. It's it's like a benefit company. Like that's how they're classified. Mm -hmm. And that classification of corporations are things that improve society or the environment. Like that's how they, they're classified and they get some tax breaks because of it. Yeah. You know, we we need all these people making their, their own smart wallets. And And that's, and that's, so I, I was wondering about that and I'm curious your guys' thoughts the idea that like, okay, maybe that's how Kickstarter started, that mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to create a platform for small creators or people that wouldn't normally get any recognition or wouldn't be able to get off the ground without an investor or social movements that need to fundraise money to achieve a certain goal. Mm-hmm. Like those are all noble things. But I feel like so much of what Kickstarter does these days is not that. Well, Kickstarter doesn't really do anything. Well, they, 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 they connect people who have something they want to sell with people who want to buy it. Yeah. They just consolidated all this, all these ideas into one website, basically independently. Right. And, but I think that's, that's part of what bugs me though, about the Sanderson use case is that here we have a prolific author that didn't need help. Like he, he, this isn't a social movement or, or like a for benefit to anyone but himself in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like he is selling a good, that he could have sold somewhere else. And so that to me seems disingenuous to like Kickstarter's actual intent. So I will say that like, I don't think authors make, they're not millionaires for the most part. Like this one is, is he a millionaire? Yes. Brandon Sanderson. I looked it up. He's worth $6 million. He literally just made $3 million in a day. Oh, I mean, now obviously, but 30, three, zero million. That's how much this Kickstarter has raised for four books. He already wrote. Yeah. Like well, I'm talking about like before he made this mm-hmm. 30 million. Like, was he? A but he had a, he had enough money to not do anything for. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. we did. This isn't some starving author that's like working <laughs> working at the diner to make ends meet and then writing in his free time. This is a guy who like is established and has the money to do this already. Hey, he's got money. He's providing jobs for the rest of us, and <laughs> we need to be grateful. That shit'll Here trickle down. <laughs> uh, my. My only uh, thing to do with Kickstarter was the Veronica Mars movie back in mm. 2013. Mm-hmm. I had put $100 into that. What'd you get for 100 bucks? Producer's credit and some memorabilia. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So look at not executive producer. Do what? Were no. they selling the EP title? No, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, and they had a little video as well uh, that was just like, yeah, if you put money in, you get a producer credit. And one of the guys is like, so that means they're going to come and tell me what to do? And they're like, no, it's all strictly strictly a title. But I know their goal was like $2 million and they made $5 million in five days or something like that. Wow. And that I did see when I was looking at some of Kickstarter's history. Veronica Mars is one of the fastest and biggest as yeah. well. Yeah. I don't know if that's a similar thing to what Brandon Sanderson has done. Because nobody was providing the money for this movie but the fans. I mean, the fans paid for this movie wholeheartedly. Yeah, um, completely. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. a, a lot of uh, a lot of 
things like that. Like uh, um, I'm thinking specifically of uh, Mystery Science Theater. Mm. They had outside investors, but they had to reach a level on Kickstarter to prove that enough people wanted it oh, for, for those other investors to come in and pay the rest of the money. Yeah. That it was safe to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From what I understand, like Warner Brothers distribution company was just like, you want to do this? We will distribute if you get the funds <laughs> to make the movie. But we're not funding this movie. We no. will distribute it. Did, did they have to like, did they charge for the license to Veronica Mars? Like I wonder they own the, they like, they own Veronica Mars. Oh, okay. But they weren't going to put money up because it, it was canceled three seasons in. Not that that denotes a bad TV show. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's my only... And it was a good thing for me to invest in. Mm-hmm. Like It was fun for me. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, this okay. did you not give Brandon Sanderson money? No, no. I Personally, I'm not interested in the subscription format. Like, Carrie gives me shit for this all the time. She's like, you're so hard to buy for, like buy gifts for, because you want very, very specific things. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> The idea of buying a subscription box where I don't know where I'm getting, to me, that's wasted money. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather go, rather than spend X amount of money on a month-long or a year-long subscription where I m- might get some small cool things, I'd rather take all of that money and buy one cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, one cool thing that you actually like rather yeah. than a bunch of knickknacks. And- yeah. yeah. I subscribed to Loot Crate for about a year, and it, it wasn't worth the money. No? That one has always... Do you, like pick things that you're interested in or they do they just send you crap? they just send you crap how many fun like there's pop? a theme every month or something uh-huh. um like one month was like zombies and the other month was like aliens you know um, but and they sent me like a full-fledged book some comics there's some little knick-knack toys i was paying like 15 bucks a month and then yeah, yeah. How, how many funko pops did you get a lot yeah like <laughs> yeah that, that's what and that's what i think when i think subscription box is like right. i don't want funko pops yeah <laughs> And I lost them all. I don't know. And, and, and not even that it's Funko Pop. Like it's just gonna it's gonna be something like that. That oh yeah, that's cool. I'll put it on my shelf. Yeah. There's some off brand Punko Pops. <laughs> yeah. Um there was uh one, it wasn't a subscription, but kind of pulling off Veronica Mars, the Aquabats had a uh a Kickstarter to do uh a new album and season three of their TV show on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and same thing with mystery science theater 3000. They had some investors, but they weren't going to put up enough money to bring back a show that had been canceled. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they built this, this whole thing and it, it was a little bit like that where, yeah, though there's going to be fun gifts, but we're not going to say what they are. Hmm. Did you get them? I didn't subscribe. Oh, okay. Um, Why not? Are you even a fan? I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was It was at a time, it just wasn't good financially to ah. be spending money for us. Yeah. Uh, so. Wait, you're saying you you weren't willing to go without food yeah. to bring back the Aquabats? <laughs> right. God, <laughs> you don't care at all. I know. <laughs> and you, actually, they, they ran it. They didn't make enough money. So oh. they came back with smaller end game and a lower uh, goal goal yes thank you i don't i don't want to knock crowdfunding as a whole like Mm -hmm. i i think it is a cool concept it's like hey we have this idea for this thing we want to do but we'll only do it if we have enough money like that's that's sound and business planning and i i know you know it's obviously a very different level than where brandon sanderson is but the aquabats were they're an established band yeah they've got tons of fans 
they had a TV show that has won awards, and well, they still didn't make enough money. Hmm. So I, I thought when it when it was announced that yeah, it would, it would easily make us. They weren't asking for a huge, crazy no. amount. Okay, but they didn't do it, and they had to try again. Hmm. Do you think they would have refunded if they didn't make? They or, did. They did. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so yeah, that, they they ran the Kickstarter. They didn't hit the goal, but then, now they knew okay, we we can make this much money. Right. So they refunded everybody, set their new goal at that, and then said, okay, this is what we can do for this amount of money. Okay. And to your question, Kelp, that's a guardrail that Kickstarter puts in place for all Kickstarters: is if you don't reach your goal, nobody's money moves. Like nobody gets charged. You don't get any money. You have to set a goal, and if you hit it, then all the charges go through. And then you can run away with the money. Yeah, and then you can disappear <laughs> to the Caymans. I, I, I totally agree that Aquabats is like, yes, an established thing. That it, it is it feels a similar vein to Sanderson. That's just like, well, why are you doing it here? I mean, you could have done something else. They are a little bit more niche. Than yeah, <laughs> but but that's I mean, they that use case or that that mm-hmm. scenario, they even admitted it's like, yeah, we have some investors, but it's not enough. Like, mm-hmm. we still don't have enough interest. We know we don't have enough interest. Versus again, someone like Sanderson, I think he's part of me. After watching a couple of his videos, feels like he's just doing it to see if he can. And I am super curious the conversations that are happening between him and Tor Books. Because I think Tor Books would probably is livid. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, like I bet they're like, what the fuck? Like, and he's just like, ah, fuck you! I'm going to keep all the money for publishing. Right. <laughs> and also, maybe this is a new way to publish shit. Is, from now. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Is, is it right that Tor Books has a monopoly on fantasy novels? Which how is that? I I don't know Tor well enough. Like how can't why can't any other publisher like buy licenses for for fantasy and sci-fi? I have no idea. I just like why is Tor the place that all that goes? It's just weird. But I was going to ask, I know, Caleb, you're big into comics. Like, are there ever any, like, crowdsourced or crowdfunded comics that ever? It was about uh, two all years. All the time. There is all the time. Okay. Uh, you just got to go find them. Uh, three years ago, I have a friend in Sioux Falls. She draws amazingly well, and she did something with a partner of hers. Uh, and they went on, what's the, it's not Kickstarter. There's another one. Uh, um, Indiegogo? It, I think uh, it was Indiegogo or GoFundMe or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, they raised... 15,000 for a comic book and they wow. released it to everybody and it was really good. It didn't go anywhere obviously, yeah. but uh what was their goal? It was 15,000. Oh. And it was just like local people giving mm-hmm. them money, which Sweet. was nice. Yeah. I I think I remember um meeting her at a convention around here at some point. This wasn't mm-hmm. that 4 or 5 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it might have been more longer than that. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you said it didn't go anywhere? I mean like they 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 wrote and finished the art and they published the one issue, but yeah, it didn't go any further. Oh, okay. Because it was for the one issue. Like yeah, it wasn't but, for like a series. But they delivered what they, they delivered were, what yeah. they promised. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and the the pledges and stuff weren't very high. It wasn't like give us fifty dollars. It was like give us five or ten bucks and we'll we'll go from there. And and we'll send you a copy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Galatia Barton, by the way. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, link in the description. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm sure there's more comic book, like any any comic book artists out there trying to get in the business that way. Yeah. Know? So. 
and that to me is like a, it's a wonderful story of crowdsourcing. Like that that is what it should be used for. It's like mm-hmm. some people making their dreams come true because other people believed in them, and and they wouldn't have otherwise been able to do it. And right. that that right that that last bit there is, I think, why the Sanderson thing is like a, a, a rock in my shoe. It's like because he could have done it. Mm-hmm. He yeah. didn't need this. That's true. That that's the part that bugs me just a little bit. But good for him, and I'm excited. I will probably get the books, but yeah, just doesn't feel quite right. But it's a capitalistic society. Yeah, 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 yeah. we got to make the money. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, is is your real beef that if he would have done this on his own, just on his website, said, "Hey, send me this money, and you'll get a subscription." Uh, but if I don't make, if if we don't have enough pledges, we're not going to do it. Yeah, you'd have been fine with that. Kind, but yeah, that I, he used yeah. Kickstarter. Kind of. I think it's that he used this platform that's that in my mind is created and has historically been for like these tiny little projects. And so that he's breaking these records, it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. But it's like you're breaking records because you're so established already. You're not breaking records because you have – because you were talking like, oh, he's got a new idea, the subscription thing. He's trying it out. He's maybe paving the way. But like that really isn't that earth-shattering of an idea in my mind. Yeah. It's unproven, but – Yeah. 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 And so that's yeah. Again, it just feels kind of disingenuous. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't. I don't know how to feel my feelings. <laughs> Somebody with privileges came in and taken privilege away. From yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But uh-huh. did he though? Because <laughs> you know, I I know there are people who just scour Kickstarter and GoFundMe for interesting things. Yeah. But for me, I only ever go there. When something I'm already interested in says, "Hey, we're releasing this product." Oh yeah. yeah. Um, again, yeah, Aquabats, Unihertz, mm-hmm. uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. These are things that. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, and and even Star Citizen. I know what these things are. Yeah. I I want it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Like, I never would have checked out any of these other smaller projects mm-hmm. on on these platforms unless. Veronica Mars wasn't making a movie, or my friend, or it's my friend doesn't count. She's a small independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what's but, supposed to be used. Exactly. For. <laughs> uh, but I never would have like taken a gander at all these other small projects that I never really donated to, but they were interesting to look at. Yeah. thinking of another another scenario that again kind of bugs me a little bit is like i know so many board games get kickstarted mm-hmm. that's where so many games get started but they are being developed by known companies i don't think fantasy flight does this but um who makes uh small world mm. i can't think of the company yeah, but like a really it is it's yeah, a yeah. well-established board game company but they kickstart games and it's to gauge interest. It's rather rather than like taking the funds or the profits that they've had from other games and doing that in-house. Right. It just seems weird. But that – I I like that model. And yeah. I haven't kickstarted any board games. But I like the model that it's not happening behind closed doors. We don't have a group of you know, old men in stuffy suits saying, oh, nobody's going to like that game. <laughs> like, we'll green light that but not that. It really, it comes to the community and says, hey, this is an interesting enough board game that yeah. will make it if the community wants it. Yeah. And if they don't, 
Tough luck. Yep. Then, then it was a fun maybe, idea. Maybe go to their website and they'll release the assets. Yeah. That'd be fun. I think it was like three years ago, four years ago, pre-pandemic. Uh, the library held game nights mm-hmm. and they brought like new game developers in and were like, here's oh, our yeah. board game and we would like you all to play them. Oh, yeah, that's they, cool. They, they play that tested, was, didn't they? Yeah. They were play testing there and I play tested a few of them. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. So I think that like small communities like that come in and just like maybe that would be a good way to, I, I don't know much about board games. And, well, and it, it's probably helpful to the the people that want to uh, to invest that it is a established company that knows how to produce a board game, knows yeah. where to source there's, the material. There's so many horror stories of someone setting a goal and thinking they'll be able to deliver with that amount of money. And then they're like, all of their updates to their community are like, oh, we didn't think about this. Oh, mm-hmm. we didn't budget for that. Yeah. Oh, we didn't think about that. Guess we're not doing this. Right. <laughs> Thanks for the money. <laughs> and do they give it back? No. Well, they don't have to. Some do, but they don't have to. There's no legal requirement. Well, for them. And at, for some of these projects, they, they've they come so far that they've spent a good bit of that money at least on, you know, keeping the lights on. Yeah. So how do you determine who gets more money yeah. back? Yeah. 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 Refunds are tough then. Can we talk about the elephant in the room, though, of GoFundMe being the nation's number one healthcare provider? <laughs> I was going to bring that up at some point. Uh, I was going to make a joke about like, but little Timmy needs his heart. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I feel like we'll turn into a political cast real fast. <laughs> One where we all are yelling the same thing. Well, <laughs> Who's on the other side of this issue? Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to know. We, we can but, go there. But, uh, well, I don't know. I, I was just thinking you mentioned Kickstarter is supposed to be a public good. Yeah. Um, GoFundMe kind of is, mm. especially because on GoFundMe, it's a little bit more lax. You don't have to ever produce something right mm. you just have to convince people that your story is real right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know plenty of uh, family members who have posted like help us in this parking a little dark help us buy the headstone of our family for our family yeah. member you know stuff yeah. like that you know? well yeah i uh i had a friend who um they had just a confluence of issues car quit um they had leak in the roof and yeah, they just put out to everybody that they know, even, you know, kind of casually, yeah. which yeah, we're not like great friends, but, mm. you know, um, they won't and, hear this. And they had a, they had a plan. I'm <laughs> um, not going to know you talked about this in a very public space. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> not mentioning any names, um, but, you know, they, they, they had a plan. They just didn't have the money to do it. That I, I don't remember if they made their goal or not, but um, I mean, they, they, Got some money together and were able to continue having a house. Right. Yeah. Which has to be hard to do, mm-hmm. to make that decision to do for yourself. You know? It's a huge Absolutely. hit to pride, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If we're not going to help each other out, what's the point of even having society? Right. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's no different than historically how it's worked when like you're a church does a fundraiser yeah, for, a, for a family exactly. in, in the community mm-hmm. or, or like a school that like I went to uh, my nephew's concert just in town the other day and they were doing exactly this. They were having a silent auction for three families mm-hmm. who kids in the school were having surgeries. And so they were raising money for those kids. 
Yeah. To, to your point a little bit earlier, Rob, it's like this shouldn't be a feel good story. This should be horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. should be yeah. angry. Or those, yeah, those jars you sometimes see at gas stations. Yeah. Yeah. Helped him get his heart. Yeah. <laughs> His parents didn't work hard enough yeah. to save little Timmy. So, prime examples of how crowdsourcing can be good and useful and helpful. It's just where do we draw the line sometimes of taking advantage? And I think that's again to loop back to my original point. That's where I still don't know how I feel about mm-hmm. Sanderson. <laughs> I I have no issues with what he's doing. Yeah, um, I had I didn't know this was going to be your your uh, your big beef. Yeah, with the Kickstarter thing. But I had read about that. I'd read that article, uh, and I thought that was pretty cool when I yeah. first read it. Yeah. So. As a fan, I'm happy. More yeah. books, more content. Yeah. Like he's going to keep making shit. That I'm, I'm very happy about that. But yeah, just how he went about it a little bit irks me. I, I didn't know if we wanted to dive into also just Kickstarter as a company because apparently they've got shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I would not feel co- uh, qualified to talk about yeah. it because I know that there's. There's uh, weird. like a dark side. Yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter. And, and What's not going on? Kickstarter the website, but Kickstarter the company. Yeah. Uh, they're anti-union. They take they take 5% of everything that goes Jeez. through. And then they're um, – what's the right term? The, the company that actually handles all the financial transactions, they take like another 3 to 5%. It's like 10% of all, all money that moves through Kickstarter goes kind of to Kickstarter or its functions. Oh. Which – of thirty million dollars, that's all money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's. What if that one small creator only made a hundred dollars? They're taking ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of your business model, power to them. Like we make money no matter what happens, uh, yeah. as long as people keep coming to our website. And not to play devil's advocate, but doesn't do what they need to keep the lights on to keep the platform going. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, those idiots got to eat too. Right. <laughs> But but that's that's to to tie back to what I mentioned before that they're like a like a for benefit company but they are still for profit mm-hmm. but like if they were not for profit they would there wouldn't be a percentage they wouldn't take five percent of every purchase they would take a flat amount and all that extra money would go to the creator yeah like mm, I don't know about that because there's there's a difference in collecting payments from ten people and collecting payments from a hundred thousand people right. And they, but they do have to pay, you know, Visa or MasterCard right. a, a percentage. Right. The, the, there would be operational costs, mm-hmm. and once they have made that operational cost, or once they factored out how we're going to make that operational cost, that would be how much money they mm-hmm. make versus five percent of everything. Well, I I think it would still be a percentage. Yeah. Yeah. It it costs more. I mean, and and it's not a lot more, but it costs more to serve a web page and a video to 7 billion people yeah. than your your friend's comic book to maybe a thousand yeah yeah that's fair i just it, it to me it does feel a little again it is the the this trying to reconcile I mean, they're, this they're, for they're, benefit they're definitely they're definitely taking their cut and, yes. and getting their money but yes. i st- i just i just think even if it was Nonprofit and really was just for the benefit of all. I think it still would be a percentage, yeah. but probably, you know, a minimum of so much money and then one percent. Yeah, that's like scratching the surface of some of the weirdness that I, I was reading about Kickstarter. 
Are we going to do a Kickstarter part two at some point? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if we want it. We can dive into it, but <laughs> I, I, it doesn't strike my fancy, Caleb. I don't know about you guys, but. <laughs> That's a lot of, I think that's a lot of stuff to get into. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, Try to keep things. Low. Why are we talking about Star Trek? That's what I'm wondering about. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> well, they haven't kickstarted anything yet that I know of. Yeah. That, not officially, but isn't, there is some like uh, independent. Oh, yeah. There are fan made um, stuff. Was that kickstarted? I, I, I'm not sure if it's kickstarted, but I know that they do fundraise for, for mm-hmm. their productions. Yeah. I don't know. There was that thing that Tim Russ did, um, Renegades, I think. That sounds, yeah. I don't, sound. I don't remember if that was, I don't remember if that was crowdsourced. I would assume so. I don't know. Uh, I mean, how else did they get, get the like production costs for that stuff? You know, I'm assuming it, it looks good. Otherwise they wouldn't be posting it. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks good for a fan made production. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, there is one, um, and again, I did, I don't know. I was not going to talk about this, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't look into it. Uh, there is one that's uh, the second two years or the the last two years of the original series, hmm. and it looks better than the '60s show. And didn't nice. they get like original cast members, or didn't they get like some cast members from some of the shows? Not that one, something? but Star Trek Renegades did. Oh, okay, oh, okay. So I'm assuming that's all we had to say about uh, the, our, our Kickstarter crowdsourcing yeah. woes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck the, what is it? Fuck the bourgeois? The bourgeois. Bourgeois. There yeah. it is. Yeah. My takeaway is still what I started with is that I don't know how to feel. Mm. I really don't. Yeah. I'm so torn and I don't, I don't know what to think. Well, at least we've made progress. <laughs> <laughs> Same time next week. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me again later. Maybe I'll change my mind. <laughs> Overall, I, I I definitely want to say don't be afraid of kickstarting. Like, don't be afraid if you've got if you have the means to take risks on something that you would be passionate about and, and be interested in. Because I see interesting kickstarters all the time mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah, that's a cool idea, and I yeah. hope I hope they make it. I think back during the Veronica Mars thing, I did donate the hundred, two hundred, whatever I donated to him, and then like a month later, because I was looking at little projects, and I donated like. A few dollars to other little things. I don't know whatever came of them. Well, I don't know what they did with my you, money. You, you know, Kickstarter keeps track of that. You can go yeah, back yeah, and right? look. I, I could. I just don't care. Like, I never got anything in the mail I don't or not. what my password was now. Yeah. <laughs> so there's hopefully, hopefully something was completed with yeah. my $5. Yeah. I, I, I think that is really where Kickstarter should be is. I'm I'm going to put money into this and I don't care one way or the other. I hope it happens, but I'm not putting in my money that I want something back for. Yeah. It's like it's like gambling. It's not mm-hmm. money you're it, don't ever put in money that you're like afraid to lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so kick so crowdsourcing is gambling. That's the takeaway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of is. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I it's, I think it depends on which platform you do it on. Well, yeah. <laughs> um and and there are some bets that are more sure yeah brandon sanderson being one of them yeah. that that's yeah. a pretty sure bet yeah how do we know those weren't uh, just giant leaflets of paper because they, they absolutely they, they could have been, been. Okay. This, yeah. that would be a, you know, like i would be pissed but also does a modicum of respect of like this is how he just exits the industry oh. like <laughs> peace oh. out i'm done oh. i'm gonna i got 30 million bucks yeah it's been great a modicum of respect. <laughs> well, because like that's yeah. a little bit of a, that's that's a power a, move. That's a baller move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just gonna steal your money. <laughs> All right. And, and then uh, he releases just 
the absolute most horrendous <laughs> fanfic you've ever read. Uh, I think that'd be amazing. So I guess that's uh, all we have to say about crowdsourcing, kickstarting, and the whole whole shebang. Uh, that was what struck our fancy this week. So uh, I appreciate you for joining us. Craig, where yeah. can you find us? If you have any thoughts or opinions on what we talked about today, you can jo- uh, join the conversation at ourfancy.site. That's O-U-R-F-A-N-C-Y dot site, S-I-T-E. Or you can email us at strikesourfancy at gmail.com. So I guess that's it for the rest of us. I've been Caleb. I'm still Rob. And I've been Craig. Have a good night.